Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, August 25th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Kentucky AD Mitch Barnhart agrees to a two-year extension through June 2028. Barnhart's base salary will remain unchanged, however, the retention incentives for the athletics director reflect changes of $100,000 in the first year with $50,000 increases in the two years subsequent. Other performance incentives, for academic and athletic metrics, would not change. Also, beginning July 1, 2026, Barnhart could, with six months' notice, elect to step down from the post, at which time he would assume the position of special assistant to President Capilouto for two years at a reduced salary of $800,000 annually. Capilouto said, We have, in my judgment, the nation's best athletics director. Continuing that leadership at such a critical juncture and ensuring ongoing stability amidst so much change is the right thing to do for UK athletics. It's the right thing to do for the University of Kentucky. More from Lead One CEO Tom McMillan, who acknowledges to On3's Eric Prisbell that the latest round of realignment does not help the NCAA's efforts to lobby Congress for a federal bill. McMillan said, the NCAA should give any kid that wants to transfer in these realignments, they should allow it to happen. They need to give them mobility to move to another situation, even if they don't have any transferability left. They've got to do some things like that to even the playing field. Without a federal law, Prisbell asks how the NCAA could reconcile its differences with the myriad state laws, and Macmillan explains, it goes back to the Dormant Commerce Clause. The Supreme Court ruled that an association needs to be able to have established rules and regulations. So, if you're a school and want to challenge the NCAA, you're going to be left on the sidelines for an extended period of time. Let me also say this, the college football playoff, if you look into their bylaws, I haven't seen it but I am aware that their bylaws require compliance with conference and NCAA rules. It is just obvious. How can you have a football championship if the Green Bay Packers are going to come in and play in it? There are rules and regulations. On the topic of revenue sharing, Macmillan calls for a bifurcation of college sports to differentiate the high-revenue schools from the others but acknowledges that how you get there is not easy. Because you do have Title IX. So, if you give $1 million to football players, you have to give $1 million to women athletes. It's kind of a Rubik's Cube. But it will have to be addressed. Knight Commission member slash former Northeastern AD Peter Roby on the impact realignment is going to have on student-athletes said. No one can argue that it's in the best interest of all the students that participate in college athletics at those institutions because other than football and maybe men's and women's basketball, all those other teams will have to fly commercial, which means they'll have much longer trips, will miss more class time, the wear and tear on them emotionally, physically, mentally will be much more intense, and it's not going to be in their best interest. What we should be committed to in college athletics, as administrators and educators, is trying to achieve the highest goals but always doing it on behalf of the students that we work with and not at their expense, and no matter how much money you're going to end up making at the end of the day, this is not in those students' best interests. JohnCanzano.com's namesake reports that Mountain West Commissioner Gloria Navarez and New Mexico President Garnett Stokes pitched to Washington State highlighted the league's linear distribution deal with CBS and Fox which expires in 2026 and therefore provides an upcoming window in which to negotiate. Canzano also reports the Pac-12 stands to make more than $50 million from the NCAA tournament over the next six years and that money will be shared among remaining conference members. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov tells Canzano, I see no reason why they would share those with any incoming schools. 
Green Bay will be on probation through 2030-31 after failing to sponsor the Division I required 14 sports during the 2021-22 academic year. Since then, UWGB has brought its men's and women's Nordic skiing program within the requirements with a full-time head coach, reinstituted tuition waivers, a $150,000 donation to support the program and more. Moving forward, the university will expand its skiing rosters and add more tuition waivers for various sports to be well beyond the floor of total athletic aid distributed annually. Chancellor Mike Alexander, we've been on probation the last three years now and no one's noticed, so it's not going to mean anything. What matters is that we are making progress and improving our athletic department. As the program I think starts to re-emerge so to speak, we're gonna see a lot more attendance. We believe in our community and we want our community to believe in us. The perfect way to know we are succeeding is that when I walk around Green Bay, I see people wearing UW Green Bay Phoenix t-shirts, that it's something the community is proud of, that they're investing in. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, August 25th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.